You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Thanks for being here. We're talking about education this hour, specifically education here in the city of Detroit. We're also going to talk some about statewide issues. And so we have Chastity Pratt-Dossie, who is a reporter at Bridge Magazine, joins us every week to talk education. She's been with us all hour. This is fun. Yeah, (laughs) it's been an interesting show, that's for sure. Uh, Joining us now is Brian Weston, who is the state school superintendent. Brian, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. Yeah, there's a lot going on in education and education policy in Michigan, of course. Testing season has started with MSTEP and the DPS bailout uh, still is a big topic of discussion in the Capitol. Uh, give me give me some idea of where uh, your chair sits uh, amid all of all of, these th- all of these things. Let's talk about the DPS legislation. What's your role in trying to sort of carve out a solution that uh, the House and the Senate and the governor can all live with? Well, I certainly have been involved in conversations with both all the House, Senate, and the governor, and really focusing on children and trying to take as much of the politics out of it as possible and really say, if we want to turn Detroit around, not only do we have to deal with the financial problems, we have to deal with this this culture of of the problems we've had with people stealing money that's got to be dealt with but we also have to focus on kids and we have to create uh, a school improvement plan that has them in mind so we have to look at preschool programs we got to look at uh, career technical education we got to look at five-year plans where kids can graduate from high school with a two-year college degree we need to add instructional time whether that's adding an hour to the day or adding a longer school year we need to really focus on literacy, reading and writing across the curriculum. But we have to break the cycle of literacy problem, illiteracy, and we maybe need to be educating parents and grandparents and guardians and family members who are responsible for these kids so that we can break that cycle and show success. So there's a lot of work to be done in Detroit. I appreciate the, the job that the teachers are doing down there. But we have to pay off the debt, free up some funds so that we can support these teachers and help them be successful in the classrooms. Right now, the legislation talks a lot about who should be in charge and how to get rid of this debt. There's not a whole lot of discussion about these school improvement plans and, and academic gains and uh, what the, the rest of the taxpayers in Michigan are going to get in return for this $715 million, get in return academically. And so uh, it makes me wonder, is this the beginning of a longer-term conversation on academic improvements and, and um, you know changing how schools are funded, or is this going to be a situation where the debt gets paid and then we talk about other stuff? Well, I hope in the legislation that they'll talk about that the new district needs to create a school improvement plan. And while that needs to be driven at a local level, I hope the legislature will put some things in there like what we just talked about, that they need to consider how they're going to do preschool and how they're going to have vibrant uh, career technical education so kids can graduate and become uh, electricians, plumbers, mechanics, uh, any of those kinds of good-paying jobs in uh, in the technology fields, or how they're going to have the five-year plan so kids can graduate with a two-year college degree and see they can go to college and be successful, and maybe uh, how they're going to extend the school year by that hour or additional time. If we simply pay off the debt, return the locally elected board, and the locally elected board appoints a superintendent, those are good things, but if we don't deal with the school improvement plans and the, what we're going to do to help students be successful, 
we're going to be back here five, ten years from now wondering why we haven't fixed Detroit. Yeah. You know, this we, is our opportunity to do it, so I, let's take advantage of it. I, I wonder uh, what you think of this idea of dissolving uh, Detroit public schools and going to an all-charter district. Is that something you would you think should be on the table? Well, I appreciate that Representative Kelly put it on the table. Absolutely. Every discussion should be part of the conversation. Now, do I think that's the right choice? No. I think if you look at the performance of the charter schools in Detroit and elsewhere, uh, there are some high-performing, but most are performing at or below their home schools. So I don't think charters have shown that just by chartering we're going to fix the problem because, again, until we focus on the students, until we focus on what we're going to do to break the cycle of literacy, until we have wraparound services for these kids to be successful and their family structures to be successful, we're not going to fix the problem. We can't just throw money at it and change who's managing the school system and think we're going to solve the problem. We have to have the child at the center of this if we're going to fix it. We've talked a lot in Michigan <laughs> in general and on this show today about charter schools. We know that most kids in Detroit, slim majority, go to charter schools. And uh, you you just became the superintendent less than a year ago. And the question that a lot of people in Detroit are asking is, you know, how do we rein in charter schools uh, or make them do better or make the authorizers do better? Ed Trust Midwest did a, a grading system for some of for all of the authorizers in the state and said, you know, some of these these, char- these charter school authorizers get an F. They're not doing a good job of overseeing and um, making sure that their charter schools are performing well. So my question to you is, as the fairly new superintendent here in Michigan, what can or will you do to make sure that the authorizers do their jobs to ensure that charter schools are succeeding or living up to their expectations? Well, I think all schools have to live up to our expectations, and we have to have a system in place to hold all schools, whether they're traditional whether they're online or whether they're charter, all have to meet the high standards. And if they don't, then all of them should face the same consequence. And the first consequence should be, okay, you're not meeting the standards. We're going to work in a partnership model uh, with you to help try to resolve the issues. And if we can't, then we have to look at at reconstituting or closing the school down uh, because it's not being successful. But that should be for all schools, not just charters. It should be for online schools. It should be for traditional schools. Let's hold everybody accountable to the same standards. Let's provide assistance and support when they're not meeting our standards. And if that turns them around, great. If it doesn't, then we have to look at consequences. But but we should be helpful first in a partnership model. Yeah. But accountability's got to be for all of us, not some of us. Right. Right. No, I th- I think uh, that's that's where we're sort of trying to have the conversation headed it seems like we can't get uh, get that to be agreed on in in Lansing. I want to ask you uh, about a different uh, topic. Uh, Senator Patrick Colbeck yesterday made some pretty uh, I thought incendiary comments uh, on the LGBTQ uh, issue at the State Board of Education this this bill that's proposed to prevent transgender kids from using bathrooms of the the, the gender uh, that that is appropriate for them. Uh, I, I'm wondering what the state board's uh, position uh, is on that and, and what you as a superintendent uh, think about what what the senator said and, and sort of how we come to a, a resolution on this issue that works for the kids you, you guys are serving. Yeah, so there's been a lot of confusion on this. The process is, is the state board gets a report 
uh, that makes recommendations, and then they put that out for public comment. So that's the current period we're in. The board has not adopted anything, and even when they do adopt something, it's going to be guidelines. It's not going to be policy or law. It's going to suggest to districts, here's some ways you can help support these students feel safe and secure in your buildings. There are some controversial things around the, the proposed guidelines that, that deal with you know, the parents' role, that deal with what restrooms and locker rooms people use, and what training st staff will get. So at the state board meeting, I think we heard from 19 or so people who supported, 17 who didn't support. We've heard from around 9,000, 10,000 comments that have sent in either phone calls, emails, or to our system of collecting data. We're going to take all of that information, we're going to review it, and then we'll work with the board to propose some changes to the original guidelines, and we'll see where the board wants to take it. Now, you know, I disagreed with Senator, uh, the Senator's comments, but I will tell you he's, he's been very good to work with on a lot of topics, social studies, uh, on this topic, and, you know, I think he's a good person who has a, a point of view. Uh, he has a right to share that point of view, and, and he's done that, and now we, you know, we have to take all the comments we receive and, and you know, kind of uh, adjust the recommendations accordingly and then bring it back to the state board for their consideration sometime this summer. Yeah. The bottom line is no student should feel threatened or bullied at school. Well, that was my that was my next question. I mean, doesn't what the senator say was saying sort of go to that idea of bullying? I mean, this was a really aggressive set of comments about these children, and it seems to me the state is supposed to be protecting them, not uh, not making them feel uh, under attack. Well, I agree. I mean, that no student for any reason should come to school feeling bullied, threatened, or can't be themselves. Especially so, by the legislature. <laughs> by, yeah, by anyone. And so we've got to work on that. So I think some legitimate concerns have been raised about the guidelines, and that's part of the process of putting things out for public comment, and we'll learn from those and we'll make some recommendations. But the bottom line is that I do think that the, the, you know, the Board of Education is going to pass some set of guidelines when we're all done that will help make students feel safer in schools. But, you know, we've got to address the issues that have been raised. Yeah. Uh, we've got about a minute uh, left, uh, Superintendent. Um, where do you see us coming out on the DPS legislation in terms of timing? Uh, the district still is going to run out of money at the end of the school year, even though they passed a, a temporary funding mechanism to, to stop them from closing their doors uh, this month. Uh, are, are you confident that we'll sort all this time? I mean, there's so much on the table still. There's so many things that uh, that divide us. Uh, can we get this done in time? Well, we have to get it done in time. We're, we're failing the students in Detroit, whether they're in charter schools or the traditional publics. The success of our students is not acceptable, and if we don't uh, get this resolved, we're, we're failing our students. So I understand there's a lot on the plate. Uh, we have to, you know, deal with the financial end. We have to deal with the elected board. We have to deal with school improvement. And maybe a new component is we have to have some sort of additional oversight on, on funding because of the continuous problems we've had with theft. I mean, we've got to address these issues because we owe it to the students to address it. 
Okay, Brian Weston, superintendent of schools here in the state of Michigan. Thank you very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and thanks to Chastity pratt Dossy, reporter with Bridge Magazine, for sticking it out all hour today uh, to talk <laughs> education. This was quite a show. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, we will see you again next week. Absolutely. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET, Detroit Wayne State's public radio station. We'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too.